so sick of the sweet sock. Hello everybody and welcome back to Tea Time with Lynn Season 2. I will be doing these sporadically whenever I can get the time and chance to do them. Alright, thank you again Poe the Passenger for the intro and outro music. Poe the Passenger have a new album out. Go check them out and they've been doing tours and they've been very busy. So please check them out. Please go follow them on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and all whatever social medias there are because they're on them all follow them on everything please okay on with the show today we have a very very special guest i'm very excited it is an old school college bud from back in the day in south end ali james is so busy i literally cannot keep up with her she does absolutely everything she is a phenomenal actress musical theatre performer director teacher you name it she does it you can watch her in sked scriptless in south end the 24 48 hour improv festival the award-winning showstopper the musical which you can catch in london you name it she's done it let's get on with the show ali james everybody Thank you. That was Ellie James. Thank you for coming on the show. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. Catch us next time with another guest. All right. Have a good day. So Great. welcome to the show, Ali James. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see your face. After- <laughs> <laughs> it's been how long? Did you, how long did you just say? I think it might, I think it might be like 18 years or something. <laughs> also yesterday I was I was calculating it and I was like I think it might be 20 I don't remember the last time I saw probably probably last day of senior school (laughs) well we went to seek together southeast Essex college um but yeah shit that was a really long fucking time ago my yeah Um, and you have just (laughs) catapulted since then because but when we were at when we were doing the A-levels, you were, I remember vaguely that you went off to do some musical theatre and you did a really good stint in the West End for a bit. As what I remember, this is like 16-year-old, 17-year-old memory. Yeah, I had a good, I had a good crack of the whip. I was lucky. I uh, got a few touring gigs. and I'm very uh... talented as well. <laughs> uh, um... Let's not leave that part out, shall we? So I saw um, that. I saw some of the I saw some of the country. I was lucky enough to go to places like Stevenage. Um, Amazing, uh, we love Stevenage. So glamorous, and um, yeah, <laughs> I'm very very grateful. Uh, I had really nice tours at that time. Um, did some lovely Shakespeare, and 
some kids theatre and loads of diverse types of work really um and then went to yeah and then got some West End musical theatre like you said uh did some nice Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals uh at various various of those uh and then and then found improvisation and yeah my life basically changed when I realized not everything had to be written down <laughs> isn't that really funny because I remember it's really funny you're kind of living out one of my 16 17 year old dreams right now because you are in scared scriptless <laughs> and uh, scared scriptless for anyone who doesn't know south end um has a very really a huge improv scene actually and scared scriptless to me was like the foundation of kickstarting that this is i'm talking like 20 plus years ago so i could be wrong but in my 16 year old head that is what kickstarted everything whatever yeah um and I just remember watching Scared Scriptless because it was monthly and it was like Friday night and Saturday night show. And I used to go to both of them every fucking month like a loser. Yeah. But I was obsessed, obsessed yeah. with Scared Scriptless. Um, and now you well, are I one of the company members. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm really Mental. We had such a fun show on Saturday. It was insane. As I mean, they're always great fun, but sometimes everything's just clicking. You know how it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, the energy of the players is well matched and it was great. It was a really really great show but the our tutor from our a level used to be in it right kira kira and sarah sarah yeah, yeah. and uh, and these these amazing people uh yeah and then it's like cut to yeah 20 years later and it's like yeah let's do a scared script of show so yeah it's great well so it's really funny because like back when we were doing a levels obviously you're really funny because you just are naturally funny but I just thought that your path was going to be like this musical West End star type thing. And so now that you're doing musical improv, I just, it's so cool. Like, oh, because everything changes, like you as a person change. And then, like you said, you realize that not everything has to be written down because I'm obsessed with improv for that reason. And I just, yeah. the way what you were saying about everything just clicking and it being amazing. And when you have those moments, it's just like, oh my God, this is like living the dream. Sounds kind of lame. But to me, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I same. And I and I hold um, in equal regard those moments of failure when you really get to know who you actually are. <laughs> Got to deal with that shit and <laughs> in front of a whole audience. <laughs> exactly, and, and keep going. I actually found that really um, sort of galvanizing. And although I don't really know where I'm headed, I feel much more secure in the present moment on the journey than I ever, when I was doing scripted work or when I was doing musical theater. So I think when, yeah, when I found that there was a company uh, who did both and these merged, you know, my two, two huge loves, um, of improvisation and musical theatre, uh, this company showstopper that improvised musical, I just couldn't believe my luck. And um, like, much the same as we did with Scared Scriptless back in the day, I kind of stalked them until until I was allowed to audition. Yeah. And and then and then one thing led to another. And um, yeah, and we're now married with kids and, and it's great. <laughs> so you just mentioned showstoppers. Showstoppers the musical. That literally looks like when I'm in London next, I'm literally going to stalk that show because I need to see it. Um, so talk about your journey with Showstoppers the Musical for a minute. OK, um, it's it's a beautiful show. It's a really aspiring show. We're basically this group of naive clowns, these idiots who kind of rock up to theatres. And um, the premise is that one of us is a writer 
and uh, they're, they're being pressurized by their producer to come up with this new musical, but they haven't written anything yet. They're in trouble, you know, their backs against the wall. So who have they got to turn to? Just the audience. So the audience give their suggestions of the title and what setting they might like to see and some musical theatre composers or musicals that they would like the scenes and songs to be inspired by. And then we create this full two-act Western musical, all singing, all dancing, full story, uh, 45 minutes both uh, each half. And uh, yeah, it's quite a it's quite a feat. It's it's like you know going to the circus, yeah. uh, but improv. Yeah, it's amazing. it's an amazing part of. Literally sounds incredible. So because you are super super busy, because I know you've done like the twenty four and forty eight hour marathon improvon. Is it called improvon? Did I just improv improvon? Yeah, yeah. Improvon. I can't even say it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's a, it's a, yeah it's crazy. So you are on a, like legit, just super busy all the time. And I know you used to teach at Masters, which I don't think you do anymore. But yeah, we've done at Lambda now, yeah. It just oh okay. So oh my, you are insanely busy. So wait, so you teach at Lambda? Yeah, I teach improvisation at Lambda. Yeah, okay. And then I also teach for showstoppers. So one of the beautiful things about the show is that it has loads and loads of different forms so there's this great corporate strain where we like go into the corporate world and say oh you know bill from accounts what's your what's your real dream bill and bill's actually you have a dream and then he and then he divulges that and we make it into a musical and there's also like um a kind of kids school of thought where we do a kids show but one of the beautiful things we do is we teach improvisation to people who want to come and learn it with us and um and learn how to improvise musicals and they do showcases so I also teach for Showstopper itself yeah. and we do the eight-week courses in London and uh and it's it's great you know seeing these people who it's their hobby or they want some more confidence or they're public speakers and they're a little bit on the edge or they you know they they're songwriters they they want to be inspired they want to be re-inspired somehow and uh, they come and they just they just blossom and it's yeah it's a total joy I love that it's really it's just you know what it's so funny because I was so like gung-ho acting 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 serious acting even though I wanted like I love comedy and comedy is like my jam I really wanted like go into both but I was always like it has to be serious comedy acting you know whatever the fuck that means yeah Um, but then one day I did an improv class over here and it's completely different to England well it was like different stuff because in England all I ever did was short form yeah and and here it was long form which I know they do in England I have seen it but I just had never touched on it um and it honestly it changed my life because I feel like I was so like in my shell and you just have to get rid of the ego and I was just like oh my god and because I'm dyslexic and I would say the wrong words or not be able to pronounce words or whatever Instead yeah. of that being like, oh, you're so fucking stupid. It was like embraced and people yeah. ran with that. And I was just like, oh, my God, being dyslexic is a fucking dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's where the gold is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where the gold is. And I was just like, oh, my God, I, I love this. And it really yeah. just like what you were saying, it just brings confidence out on people and all this stuff. And I was just like, I didn't know this was in me. And now I'm like literally just obsessed. I think that's so it. great. Whole, its whole anchor is acceptance right so it's like every everyone brings their stuff to it and that's what you make it from you know and it's so it's 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 all fair game and I think those those little nuances that make us who we are and being able to relate you know clown to clown yeah. um 
is 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 where the where the funny is it's where the joy is for the audience in seeing those things that are so human and so relatable um in a really vulnerable dangerous way we always talk about in showstopper the audience want to see you walk that tightrope you know they're just so desperate to see you get into as much hot water as you possibly can yeah and so i think those moments of human connection the the realistic the desperation the um the inspiration those moments that are true humanity on display are what what makes improv work the best yeah yeah and there was a point are you still with giraffe is it giraffe comedy i am still with one of the giraffes but only in a marital sense okay so we've got okay but the the sketch group isn't running anymore um the which is partly because george went to lambda so we've had this like consistent like i don't know like dodgems kind of waltzes thing with lambda our whole careers all three of us uh, and now, weirdly, it's ended up that I'm teaching there, so it's great. That's so funny. Um, yeah. I do love the way things like that happen. It's just like, oh, just fate. Oh, but you just recently, because you went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival with Giraffe. I'm yeah. And then um, yeah. you've just come back from the Edinburgh Fringe. So talk us through, like, because what were you doing? You were doing showstoppers in the Fringe this time around, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. So tell us a little bit about Fringe. So it's just so, so much to see and do. It's completely um, overwhelming, brilliantly stimulating. Um, You can't, you couldn't want for more options. I think they're really pushing that. The diversity is much, much better. The inclusivity and the opportunities. I think there's a bit of a sense of people clawing back money the big the big people needing to get their money back from the damage they've sustained from the pandemic so I think maybe there's not such a hand up as people would want but there is at least discussion conversation going on about that and how that can be rectified next year Um, there are some great new acts there it's really just you know, as, as fringes are around the world, just a breeding ground for talent. And I think even if you go up there with one show, you might come back with an idea for another, you know, it's so, it's so inspiring. And, and um, they're just, yeah, they're great nights out. They're great days out. They're great people. Um, Everybody is exhausted and giddy with creative. Yeah, it's brilliant. So just remind me, because I've been to the Fringe just to watch Fringe, but it was literally like 15 years ago. Is Fringe like a month long or is it like a couple yeah. of weeks long? It's a month long, it, right? It's all of August. Yeah, it's all of August. And I think there's some, there's something like, you know, like 15,000 shows or something on over that time. You don't have to do the whole Fringe, but my company, Showstopper, does. Uh-huh. Um We're very fortunate. We've been going a long, long time. So we have a good relationship with one of the companies. The big, the big, um, the big four are like... Gilded Balloon, Assembly, Underbelly and Pleasance. So we work under the Pleasance banner and um, and we have a really beautiful, big, wide space. I'm the movement director for Showstopper. So it's so good to like get the show out of its shell and really stretch it and move it around a lot in Edinburgh. And then that work kind of bleeds down into the rest of the year and into the UK touring when we're in sort of smaller venues. So it's, it sort of feels like a reset and a really big stretch for the company and the show um all under the guidance of this yeah pleasant theater company which is great that's amazing 
And yeah. so what's the difference? Like, have you noticed a difference that when you took Giraffe up there from Giraffe to Showstoppers as a musical, like what's the difference that you've noticed? Because were you self-producing when you did Giraffe yeah. and just like slumming yeah. it and just like, fuck, what are we doing? And like Showstoppers yeah. as a musical, like it's obviously sounds like a much bigger production, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are the differences you've noticed? Oh, I'm just so grateful um, to be under someone else's wing, essentially, because the self-producing um, is so expensive. It's so like when it's going great, it's the best thing you've ever felt in your life. When it's going badly, it's like you, you could rip your own head off. It's so can be so, so frustrating. Um, but the the main thing is like flyering is like no flyering when you're working for a company that's already established there but I kind of feel like I I earned my stripes because I flyered so much for our for our sketch show um and all of those things that you think you're getting right and you're really getting them wrong and you know you just obviously grow and learn as a person the longer you spend in this industry I can't I can't wait to be chatting to you again in 10, 10 more years and how much we'll have learned and changed uh, again, you know, and they were great, great times. They were like, yeah, they were grassroots times in terms of comedy. And when I look back now at how much I've learned, yeah, about producing, about directing, um, just about writing jokes and like, and, mm-hmm. and performance and clown, it's a different world. Yeah. Just because I'm consistently now surrounded by these, amazing people and producers and I feel so fortunate so so grateful for that yeah it's not I because so basically I'm doing like a little mini series on fringe festivals because I just did the Hollywood fringe which was totally different vibe just because COVID smacked it out of the park for a couple of years and so it's only just like kind of coming back so I'm going to do it again next year and I know it's going to be completely different because I didn't do any flying because I just didn't go out um, because I was so scared of getting COVID. And then I got COVID halfway through the fucking run. And I was oh, just like, oh. <laughs> good time. How does how does that happen in a one-woman show? That's God, Do you know what? So frustrating. It was so frustrating because I let my guard down. Because I did the first show and then I met friends who I haven't seen in three years. And then we all got COVID together. Ah, uh, mate. And I was just, I was just like, oh, sure, I'm just going to, you know. Um, but I've been so careful and it's all that fucking bullshit and it just I was devastated but it's the second oh. time this year as well and I don't know where I got it the first time wow because back in January wasn't really doing anything anyway boring, boring how, COVID so annoying how, how were your shows to begin with though in those in that first week oh it was really fun that was the first time that I'd actually performed it in front of an audience and that was my tech and dress rehearsal. So the whole fringe this year, I just put down to being a workshop. And because I was producing it basically by myself, I hadn't, there was so much stuff I didn't know. So much stuff, which is why I'm going to do a little series of these fringes so I can tell people what I didn't know and what to do, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah. because I didn't really, I had a few friends who had done fringe before, but I just didn't reach out because I was just so busy. Because um, yeah. I was also putting a show together. So it wasn't just putting a show together. It was like putting all the stuff that goes along with the show. Because obviously, like, I had to get the actual physical show. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit, that, that's quite important. Um, yeah. To have a product. Um, so the director and I just looked at that whole thing. We went in 
even on our first show we're like this is a workshop it's going to change and it is going to change because we're adding a bunch of stuff and we're just like cool okay so we went in with the workshop mind just in front of an audience and I'm like sweet great and we're going to do it again and it's going to just have evolved which is the beauty of theater Um, I feel like I used to go with my sketch show to Edinburgh we used to put so much money and time into small things where my producer that I work for now um like definitely doesn't do that they put the same amount of money into like one big thing and that that does the job because there's so much so social media support and eyes on stuff when it happens now doing one big performance that you I don't know you pay you pay to get on some slot or some advertising campaign um or you like you know we used to we used to print out these little flyers we'd have these a5 posters everywhere and it's like it just doesn't it doesn't have the same hit as like one big feature on some big thoroughfare you know or like I know exactly what you mean because there's a website here um called NoHo and it's the North Hollywood Arts District website and I right. did not know that you could actually like pay to have all your stuff up there and it's all just there. And it like, it's effective because it would like sneak into my email and sneak into like places that I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh fuck, it does actually do its job. So, yeah. and it was way too late for me to even realize to do that. Yeah. So little things like that, I did not know because no one it's told almost, me. It's almost like courage. Like you need to, yeah. you need you need someone to go nah go for the big thing like yeah. just pay one pay big and like and and do that one thing um yeah it's like boldness which which I guess when we were doing the sketch show was like we you know like I was saying it's it's like seedling is this this thing that's growing it's a baby thing so I, I get, obviously it's gonna be baby steps but yeah I wish I'd known then to spend yeah. like my 600 quid that I spent on flyers that got wet you know on like oh, a so big poster on George Square do you know what I mean I know it's just like it's just painful like when you're self-funding as well yeah and it's like 600 pounds I'm just like that's a lot of money now so back whenever you did giraffe which was how many years ago that's like yeah it's just such yeah 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 it's a lot um but yeah we love it we right we do love it get that raincoat on you love it come on edinburgh let's go and that's the thing though as well to be fair like because i do eventually want to do edinburgh fringe it's probably not gonna be for like a couple of years but even if i did have like that big company whatever like putting all my stuff out i probably would still go flying just even if it's for an afternoon just so i could say i've done it yeah i mean just because i'm like like nowadays it would just be like for the social post right yeah. like be there that'd be the shortcut yeah <laughs> so it would just be for funsies I feel like to me Edinburgh's the goal and I feel like you've done it so many times that it's just like it's so cool that's it's great cool. well you would absolutely smash it there I'm sure um yeah I'm thinking about 2024 maybe I don't know that's what is in my head that's but exciting I'm I am excited um just side back because you were talking about clowning earlier have you ever gone to the actor space it's in Barcelona I haven't have you heard I love it? I have I feel like you'd really enjoy him mm. it's like just a week long mm. and you feel like so it's like a little working holiday working we do this because we love it so it doesn't feel yeah. like work does it but yeah they do a bunch of like clowning and commedia de latte and oh. screen acting stuff 
do you know what I just like if I was still in England I'd be going every year I just love it so much that's amazing um, what did a clown course there I did so I first of all did the acting for camera course which I think was I think that was two weeks or a week and a half and then I went back about six months later to do the clowning and the clowning Great. was I was like I love this so much it's so much fun isn't it did um so one of my like mentors so just adore this woman peter lily um and she i just did two days with her just yesterday and the day before and we did um red nose clown and then we also did a day on dark clown which is her way of uh, explaining like working with more marginalized emotions and doing work that's more kind of torturous for the soul <laughs> um which is really intense but obviously she the whole point of it is that she teaches you how to keep yourself very safe as the performer and be able to access those um emotions in a way that amuses the audience but with a different type of laughter right where where we can empathize and um enjoy the the red-nosed clown with the dark clown it's like you want the audience to feel trouble troubled laughter you know like they're feeling like the guilt of laughing at your situation and I just I love that kind of and one of the girls did this amazing exercise and it just really had like the flavor of um flavor is definitely not the right word to use for this uh for this explanation do you remember the diarrhea scene in bridesmaids yes of course so that that, like epically funny horrendous moment for all those women (laughs) And that that sort of style of, you know, just laughing at the the really harrowing moments in life, um, we sort of accessed and it was just it was great. It was really new form for me to to learn and enjoy. Oh, it just sounds amazing. I just love clowning. I just love it. Barcelona, that sounds amazing. Thank you. Um, Yeah, they're just really nice, great people as well. And you just feel so safe. Because it's really mm. scary. Like, not only are you going to a different country that you're just like, where the fuck am I going? Because it's like right up in the middle of the countryside. Because when I first, because I just saw a flyer and I just was like, okay, I'm just going to go with it. This is like kind of before the internet a little bit. And yeah, I was like a little bit terrified. I was like, I'm literally going somewhere. I don't even know if this actually exists. And you get there and it's a sanctuary and you're just like, oh my God, it's incredible. Oh, it sounds so great. So there was a time when flyers worked. There was actually a time. Yeah, and I took notice. Yeah, well, great. Okay, well, that gives me hope. This is when Um, the dial-up internet was a thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds sounds truly beautiful. I'm really really into um, nature and, like, having time out. So it sounds pretty nice to be away from everything and up in the in the um mountainside like that yeah it's it's you truly would love them so I would highly recommend but what is the because South End like I was saying at the beginning like South End actually has I've interviewed quite a lot of people from South End but I just I love it so much and I feel like sometimes South End gets overlooked but I just feel like there's such a huge especially comedy I feel like there's such a huge scene there there really is. And um, my husband, John, and I are very lucky to be involved in it. The the improv, firstly, is just so, so brilliant. There's a whole literal school here um, where you can go up through various levels. It's called the Laughter Academy. And um, my husband, John, teaches there and I 
often drop in and guest and do various different workshops, different focuses, which is really joyful. Um, and then there's also a massive uh, following of Little Smash Comedy, which is like the um, stand up and sketch stuff in the area. And um, they have three or four venues, I think. And you just launch these amazing acts. People come and do their from their first experience of dipping their toe in the water and doing their five minutes of new stand up to someone has just been nominated um, for the Dave Comedy Award, a good friend of ours, Jordan Gray. Um, and she started at, at the same pub we did, you know, and all of these platforms are just being given to people to express themselves and their talent. And it's, yeah, it's a really great now city for that. City, that's right. That's a new yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. It feels, it feels good. And then on the other end of it, there's all the creative stuff that Brilliant Metal are doing. A new place is just opening tonight. It's called the Ironworks and it has the opening night party tonight. It's like a creative hub right in the middle of the city centre. So, yeah, it's it's bubbling. It's really bubbling the whole time. And it's, yeah. yeah that sounds really big. good, the city centre. I actually mm. didn't realise how good that sounds. Yeah. You just said it. Yeah. It gives you a real, like, epicentre of belonging right in your yeah. sacral chakra. Oh, my gosh. Great. That's amazing. But is there anything else you would love to just chat about? I think um, one thing that I do that I'm so proud of is partly because we do the work for to raise money for charity, but also just because it brings so many people together is the South End Improviso. And you mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, project is, is an ongoing and growing monster, um, which is so much fun. It's directed long form improvisation. It's a bit like a box set, um, 12 back to back episodes. Uh, of two hours each now it will be um uh, uh 24 episodes because we're moving to 48 hours next time oh my god but it's like set, it's set somewhere like we've had amazing amazing settings like the haunted hollywood hotel and um the ss galileo uh and now we're doing like a fantasy version so it's a bit like lord of the rings game of thrones vibes and um it's just so much fun. I think maybe 50, 60 improvisers play over the whole time in different shifts. Yeah. Some people do all of it and they're like the real heart of it, driving it forward. And I direct it and it is, it's insane and it's really transformative and um, a real highlight of my year. I'm very, very proud of it. And it's, it's something that I wish more people in South End knew about Yeah. because uh, it's an experience to be in the audience of you know when is the next one happening it's on the 31st of march until the 2nd of april that is the duration of the oh event oh my gosh okay so you direct it you direct you're there the whole time yeah yeah oh so i how do you of, function i don't really <laughs> I have to put my normal self on pause uh because i don't have the brain capacity um it's it's uh yeah it's a wild ride I can tell you but you just lose your you know they they call it the inner critic right so this this uh, little voice inside you that's like oh Ali why did you say that oh you knew her name was Angela you've made a mistake on all of these things and you can just flick that off your shoulder because you're so tired <laughs> that oh all you gosh. do is remark on the present moment and it makes you so spontaneous and so connected to the other actors um I've done 50 hours as a performer before but I've never directed for 50 so this would be a different experience coming up oh my goodness 50 hours as a performer (sighs) 
when I, when I did that one in London, the guy, uh, one of the guys that I was working with, Seamus, brilliant actor, um, leant towards me and outstretched his hands to me. And all he was offering was, you know, put your hands in mine. But as he stretched out his hands, his fingers just extended. And I was having this hallucination <laughs> and hands came towards me. And he, he said to me in the breaks, you have these little comfort breaks in between each episode, just sort of 10, 15 minutes to have something to eat and drink and, and, um, and he he said, what what was going through your mind? Didn't you want didn't you want to fall in love with me? And I was like, no, I did. But you literally had the hands of like the aliens from Signs. I was terrified. Oh, oh my god! So it was um it was an experience for sure. And you make these bonds with people, and they're just lifelong. You know, it's a beautiful thing. There was something else that I actually wanted to touch upon because you do the um improv pantomimes. So obviously yeah. that's going to start soon, isn't it? because yeah, so September that, you know I'm, I'm assuming like probably November it will start I don't know we do that we actually do that in the new year because my husband oh, and okay. I scripted panto a lot um and I'm not actually doing that this year but John is so we do our improv panto over like the generally over the Valentine's weekend so it's really oh, fun cute. that's fun, fun. Adult dates night date night thing to do yeah um for adults to come out and, and hang out and watch that uh watch us do that which is yeah, it's wild. Um, they're they're brilliant. Yeah, we get a get a pantomime that they'd like to see, and then generally just put it somewhere crazy that they choose, and uh, and ask them for all of the details as we go, and we just make up a story as we go. It's brilliant fun. It looks amazing because you have like all the setup with the costumes and everything, and it just looks so much fun. Yeah, it is. I don't know, just South End just looks really fun right now, and I feel yeah. like you're a huge part of the reason why it looks so fun oh that's amazing thank you it's um it's a brilliant place to be and there's so much talent and there's so much kindness here and generosity of spirit everyone's always helping each other get a foot up and I think that's such a brilliant community to be part of yeah yeah it's a beautiful thing and you're doing that with your podcast so thank you for having me no you are absolutely welcome thank you so much Ali James everybody